Welcome to the heart of the story, where true inspiration begins with Tracy Lynn Russell. Hi, and welcome to the heart of the story. I am your host, Tracy Lynn Russell. This is episode three, and I want to thank you all for listening. On my last podcast, we featured part one of an interview with Roger Marsh from the Bottom Line Radio Show. On today's program will be the conclusion of my discussion with Roger Marsh. And if you missed part one of my interview, you can go back and listen to it on your favorite podcasting platform, such as Apple Podcast, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Google Podcast, and TuneIn Alexa. So whatever platform you choose, please remember to subscribe to The Heart of the Story with Tracy Lynn Russell. And that way we can stay connected each week. Or you can listen to this podcast on my website, tracylynnrussell.com. Well, as you listen today, I pray that my story of marital reconciliation will offer you a real life example of just how much God can change the story of our lives. And I believe that as we share our stories of God's work in our lives, we offer others courage. Because here's the truth. When we share our story, we actually form a greater connection to those around us. So personally, I received a call from my son, Chase, after he heard my first interview. And honestly, I was a little nervous on how he might react. But tonight he called to say, Mom, if I ever doubted that you loved me in the past, I want to tell you that I know how much you love me now. And so, ladies, it's always worth it. And I want to thank each of you for the kind responses and the messages that you have sent me after hearing my story, too. Well, now, friends, let's get to the interview. But before that, I want to dig into the mailbag and answer one of your questions. The first question is from Carla in Florida. She listened to the podcast and she wrote, Dear Tracy, I was really inspired by your story. It has given me hope for my own marriage right now. My husband and I are not on the same page and it feels like we're pulling farther and farther apart. We've tried counseling, but it doesn't seem to work. Do you have any advice for me that can help me save my marriage? Thank you for your willingness to share your story. Carla, I want to thank you so much for listening, and I want you to know I always consider it a brave choice to be someone who wants to work on having a better marriage. And just so you know, for a little sense of encouragement, we all come to a time in a marriage where we go through times of sharp disagreement and disconnection. And I heard in your question that you're feeling like you're not on the same page, you're pulling farther and farther apart, and it doesn't seem to be working. And so when I really went back and I looked at your question, I noticed something that you actually told me. And you told me that my story has given you hope for your own marriage right now. And really hope is such a key ingredient to an incredible future in our marriages. So on that note, I want to ask you a powerful question. I'm trying to do more of a coaching model rather than offering advice, but I want to ask you this question. If God were writing the love story of your marriage, what are some ways he would want you to start moving closer to your husband and resist the temptation to pull apart. So here's the question again. If God were writing the love story of your marriage, what are some ways he would want you to show up, draw closer to your husband and resist the temptation to pull apart? Because on today's episode, you're really going to find out how Mark and I both had to come to a place where we really focused on God as the source of the strength in our life. And so I hope that helps you. I'm going to be praying for you. 
Remember, friends, if you have a question for me, you can submit them at tracylynrussell.com. Stay tuned for part two of my interview with Roger Marsh coming up next. We'll be back with more from the heart of the story after this. Are you looking for a speaker with a passion to inspire other women into kingdom action? Tracy Lynn Russell is ready to come and share inspiration from the heart of the story with your group. Her greatest desire is to help people connect to the power of their own story to advance their unique calling in this world. By connecting with your story, relationships can be mended and hearts can be healed. She believes we can all change the world, sharing one God story at a time with one person at a time and one day at a time. To find out how you can book Tracy for your next speaking engagement, go to tracylynrussell.com and request information under the speaker tab. That's tracylynrussell.com. And now, back to the heart of the story with Tracy Lynn Russell. Hi, friends, and welcome back. I am so excited to bring you part two of my interview with Roger Marsh from the Bottom Line Radio Show. He conducted it with me a few months back, and let me tell you briefly about Roger or what he does. He is a radio show host, ordained minister, and a published author. Throughout his career, Roger has really served in a variety of leadership roles in Christian radio, station management, and program director. Roger is the voice of Dr. James Dobson's Family Talk, serving as co-host and is the host of his own show, The Bottom Line, which I love, on KBRT, highlighting current events with a biblical worldview. You can find out more about The Bottom Line when you go to thebottomlineshow.com. Okay, friends, it's time for the conclusion of my interview with Roger Marsh on this episode of The Heart of the Story. Special day here on The Bottom Line Show. I'm Roger Marsh, joined by Tracy Lynn Russell. TracyLynnRussell.com is the website. We're hearing her fascinating story about her courtship with Mark, their marriage, how 24 hours later it turned sideways. But, but it, chances are, I mean, in hindsight now, Tracy, I mean, you, you knew that there was, there was something brewing behind the scenes with Mark, and it kind of sounds like he was just kind of going through it. Did he just flip a switch at the wedding, or was it, was there, were there signs looking back now? You know, there were a few signs right beforehand, and I actually almost called off the wedding, okay. but mm-hmm. I had really prayed about it. And I remember reading this book about marriage that said at a certain point in life, every single marriage is going to come to a point where you realize that person has struggles in life. Mm-hmm. They're not yeah. the perfect person. Right. And so whether you're married to Billy Graham or whoever, <laughs> they have struggles in marriage. And I really felt like God was like, trust me in this. Like, this is the person. Mm-hmm. And although he's not perfect, I'm in this. Mm-hmm. And so I decided to go ahead and get married. Okay. And three months after you were married, your son Chase was conceived. And mm-hmm. you were thinking about, okay, can we annul this thing? Well, now we right. can't, obviously, because right. it's been consummated. Chase is born. He's a year old. And Mark is still kind of wandering. And you guys are separated at this point. He goes and hears the gospel at a men's Bible study, and it transforms him. And now he's trying to woo and win you back. And you are very distrusting at this point, which I think is perfectly understandable. Correct. I was distrusting, and I was actually looking for options for myself because Mm -hmm. I had signed up to marry a man to love me. And I wanted that guy who was willing and committed from the start. I didn't want a story that had black marks on a white dress. And I just saw that image of my marriage and it was so much less than I desired. And I saw myself in that white dress on the beach getting married to this man. And 
I couldn't get the image of black marks on that. Mm. I had been sold a bill of goods, a damaged story, and someone had the pen to mark that and ruin it. Mm -hmm. So as he's courting you now, uh, you finally hit a point where you said, okay, enough. Talk about that. Actually, um, what happened was we had made attempts because of our son to try to reconcile. Mm -hmm. And... um, we were working with a counselor and we were working on honesty together and I'll never forget it was Valentine's Day and we were trying to reconcile and basically I looked at him and just said, is there anything you need to tell me? Anything you need to tell me like this? Is there some reason all this is happening? And I said, if you want to reconcile, it can't be done on anything but total honesty. Right. And at that point, um, he did confess to me that there was unfaithfulness involved. Mm. And with that, I welled up with such incredible anger. Mm -hmm. And I looked at him with a straight face and said, I am so sorry you chose to do that. I really don't want to be a single mother, but it is completely over and we're getting a divorce. Wow. So that's it. It's over. End of story. That was it. That was it. At that moment, you and Chase, no more Mark custody, that type of thing. You filed the paperwork. I filed the paperwork. You got legally divorced. I was legally divorced. Okay. Yes. But the problem is, (laughs) but the problem is with that. Yes. I I want you to know that at this point I was a committed believer in Christ. So as much as I got my divorce, I thought that thing was going to empower me. Mm -hmm. And I was so angry, but the power that it gave me actually started to rot my heart heart out. And I called my uncle that initially married me. He is a pastor and he has been like a spiritual father to me my whole life. And he said, Tracy, I know you have spiritual grounds for divorce. I know it. You have the right But if God is in this, don't get divorced because I have seen God resurrect things and Mm -hmm. I have seen him work in storms like you could not believe and you can have a better marriage. And I basically said, Uncle John, I don't care what God can give me anymore. I want to give myself an out and I'm out of here. Oh, my goodness. Tracy Lynn Russell is with me today here on The Bottom Line. I'm Roger Marsh. We're catching our collective breath with this story, which is so incredible. Uh, Go to TracyLynnRussell.com. You can learn more about her ministry. So you're legally divorced. That's it. But we're talking about Mark, and Mark is still obviously a part of your life now. I'm looking at that shiny thing that keeps glancing across the uh, counter here. It looks like a wedding ring to me. Yes. Okay. So let's let's talk about the redemption story now. Correct. Because... It got to the point first where he didn't want to be in the marriage, and you said, I'll try anything, and you're fighting and fighting and fighting for the marriage, and then the flight thing happens. Then the gospel gets a hold of his heart. He has a transformation thing, and you can't trust it because in a moment of candor and vulnerability, he shares with you authentically, yes, I was unfaithful to you. Mm -hmm. So you say, that's it, end of story, and you move on. In spite of the fact that your uncle's words are now looming rather prophetic, saying, hey, look, if God's in this— it can still be there, but you're saying, but I have this writ of divorce in my hand. Mm-hmm. I'm single now. I'm empowered. I'm going to go get my own life. I'm going to find that guy mm-hmm. who loves God. And what happened next? Well, God is so faithful when the story seems completely insurmountable to send us the right person at the right time to help us get back on track with our story. Mm-hmm. And so a godly woman had invited me to a Bible study. Okay. And she actually tricked me into going because <laughs> she told me that she said, if you ever want to get remarried, I would love for you to come and come to this Bible study. Well, I thought, sure, I want to get remarried. I want to oh. find a wonderful guy. So I went to the Bible study and she actually admitted later that she kind of tricked me into going. 
because she always believed Mark was genuine, but she knew God had to work on my heart and bring me to a place of forgiveness and kind Mm -hmm. of realizing my own responsibility and choices in the moment. Wow. So So what did anything, any revelation happen at the Bible study? It did. It actually um, was a book that was very helpful to me. I started studying truth and lies. And Mm -hmm. at that point in my life, I was a new relatively young person and I really had never been offered that information that the world offers us lies and God's words offer us truth. And so the lie I was believing at that time was people don't change. God can't do this. Once a snake, always a snake. And so I was viewing my marriage through the eyes of the, the, and the lies of the world. So basically based on what Mark has done and had done at that point, you were never going to be able to take him back because Correct. that's that happened. The marker was right. on the dress and you were never going to get it out. Right. I Yes. I believe the lie that people have the power to permanently stain our lives. And wow. that lie is from the pit of hell. So when did things change for you? Because obviously something had to change for Mark mm-hmm. to get him to come court you and st- keep wooing you. When did it change? So actually this godly woman really challenged me along the way to start doing things and to pray that God would reveal the truth and the lies to me. And no one would tell me what to do. I just mm-hmm. wanted someone to yeah, tell me right? what to do. Just tell me what to do. Uh If you knew my personality, you would know that was me. Yeah. But she was like, nope, God has to show you the truth and the lies. And she also um, told me to call off every dating relationship I was in because I was actively dating and looking for that other person. Mm -hmm. And she held me accountable. If you're going to ask God for something, you need to stop looking for it yourself. Mm So um, I was praying, God, show me the truth and show me the lies. And Mark showed up one day on his way to Promise Keepers in Washington, D.C. Oh, the the stand in the gap. The stand in the gap. Mm -hmm. And he actually was invited by the... By the friend of mine that gave me the book Love Must Be Tough in the first place. And wow. so that man had reached out to him again. And Mark came over with his wallet and was giving me his alimony check. And he opened his wallet and I saw a picture of us from our wedding day. Oh, my. And I immediately told him, you need to get that picture out of uh-huh, your wallet, uh-huh. tear it up, because that is the image of my worst nightmare. And get over it. Uh-huh. I'm done. Yeah. We're not married anymore. Uh-huh. Like, move on. And he handed me that check with so much love in his eyes. And he said, Tracy, one day God is going to show you that I've changed. And I thought, well, have fun at Promise Breakers. And Ooh, we're not ouch, talking anymore. <laughs> yes. I was kind of. There was still a bit mean, of bitterness there. I was yeah. bitter. Mm-hmm, and sure. um, what I realized is that bitterness doesn't go away. Yeah. Um, bitterness is something we have to deal with as Christians because it's something we prepare for someone else, but we end up drinking that bitterness ourselves. Mm-hmm. And so God really had to deal with me. Wow. I'm talking with Tracy Lynn Russell today here on The Bottom Line. I'm Roger Marsh. Go to TracyLynnRussell.com, Tracy with an E, Lynn without, and you can see about what her ministry is right now. It's a very, very encouraging and exciting story. But we promise breakers. That's harsh. That's really tough. But it's I, I understand. I understand the, uh, the spirit with which it was shared. This is such an interesting story today here on The Bottom Line. I'm Roger Marsh, and Tracy Lynn Russell is with me in studio. Her testimony is so encouraging for anybody who's ever been in love who's ever fallen out of love, who's ever been betrayed by someone that they were in love with, and for spouses especially, you know, to to share the marriage bed even just for a brief period of time, as Tracy and Mark did, before everything began to unravel. Now they've got a son together. They're divorced. He's made a change. But now, Tracy, you found yourself dealing with all sorts of bitterness. What was it like? What was your relationship with God like at this point? My relationship with God was strained but good. And Roger, I'll never forget, I was driving down to a wedding 
I was going to a wedding, mm-hmm. and Mark had left for Promise Keepers, mm-hmm. and I had the my stand in the gap thing at the. Moment. He left yeah. for the stand in the gap thing in Washington, and um, I will never forget hearing the most beautiful praise music on mm. the radio, and I was hearing songs um, like "More Like You, Jesus, More Like You," and my heart just started to melt because. The God that I loved had always been there with me. He had always been there with me, no Mm. matter what had happened. And um, so it's really hard to be a believer in Christ and be bitter at your fellow man and not be loving towards another person and in unforgiveness. So I just repented on the spot. I was like, God, I am so sorry um, that I have held this against you. And the man on the radio said, you know, some of you have had something really challenging happen, but I want to read the scripture from Revelation. Um, I see your good works and I know your deeds, but this I hold against you. You turned your back on your first love. And I knew right then that I had turned my back on God because I was mad. I thought Mark was my first love, but he wasn't. It was always meant to be God, no matter who we have as women in our lives, we're always supposed to be holding the hand of our first love. And so people can often come and go, but he's our first love, always there for us. And he had been there for me all along. He sent me the people. He sent me the right places. And so it was me. I was the one that had turned from him. So I asked forgiveness. And in the same breath that I asked for forgiveness, I heard we are broadcasting live from Promise Keepers in Washington, Uh Uh D.C. The entire broadcast was being live. And they said, now we're going to go to marriage relationships. Mm -hmm. And um, they said, men, some of you have turned your back on your wife of your youth. Um, You have done so many things wrong. And I could hear over the radio men crying Mm -hmm. and groaning. And they said, men, get down on your knees. And it sounded like the rumble of a giant army mm-hmm. through, yeah. the, through the through the um, radio. I could hear it. And they said, guys, open up your wallet, get out a picture of your wives, because today is the day God's going to make you the husband and the father you were meant to be. And Mark had a picture of you guys from your wedding yes. day in his wallet that day, didn't yes, he? Yes. Oh, my god! He gosh. did, because I had just seen it. Yeah. And you didn't like it. <laughs> I didn't like it, but he had told me God was going to show me. And so here I am oh. uh, driving down this road called Alligator Alley in Florida, which there's barely any reception. I could hardly get a station on the radio, mm-hmm. but I got this one and God got me the message and he was showing me what he was doing. And so I heard uh, the announcer then say, men, hold up that picture towards heaven and we are asking you to repent. And I could hear men groaning and mm-hmm. crying mm-hmm. and get back up, go back and restore your marriage. Go back to your wife, be the husband, be the father you were called to be. Mm. And right as I pulled into the wedding, it switched to another topic. And I thought, there's no way this happened. Wow. There's what no timing. Way. What timing. Mm-hmm. Wow. But the next day when I got a call from Mark, he said, you know, Tracy, before I left, you asked me why I kept a picture of you in my wallet. And he said, yesterday, I found out why, and I want to tell you about it when I get home. And inside I went, oh, my gosh, he was there. He heard the message. Like mm-hmm. he, he, he heard it. And so that night um, I drove back. He came home, and I was in our bed, and he got down on his knees, and he just said, I absolutely blew it. I was not the man God intended to me. I, am not, I was not the father, but I'm, tr- I'm asking you to trust Christ in me. I'm asking you to trust what God has done in me to change me and to make me that man who wants to love you again. And Mm. it was so neat because my husband's a really good looking man. Mm -hmm. um, And when he was going through this, it was almost like he was unattractive to me. It was like a darkness. But all of a sudden I looked in his eyes and I saw the lights on Mm -hmm. again and I saw the beautiful crystal blue eyes and I Mm -hmm. saw just the light of Jesus shining. Right. You saw what really made him attractive. I really, Mm -hmm. really did. And and I and I saw that he had given me everything he owned in the divorce. He gave me all of his money. Wow. He um, didn't contest it. He had called every person I knew and said he was sorry and had 
pretty much been cussed out by every single person, but admitted that he was the one. This was not on me. And he had made a baby book of our son from the first year that he had missed out on. And I knew this man is changing. Like Mm -hmm. God has absolutely resurrected him. And I love that verse. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. Mm -hmm. And I saw, I saw the new. I saw a new man. How exciting for you. So technically I'm not married to the same guy. No, not at all. So so when we talk about being divorced and married, and then remarried again. You are married to Mark Russell now. I am. But you're not married to the Mark Russell you married that long ago. Correct. Right. Correct. How exciting. When did you guys get remarried? So we were remarried a couple of months later um, in the middle of the night um, by my uncle that married us the first time. The one the who pastor. said God yes. can still do this. Yes. And he was so sweet. Um, we got married um, just in shorts and a skirt and nothing fancy, no 250 guests. We just had the Lord there and my uncle. And he said, by far, he said, the miracle is that Mark turned around, but by far the greater miracle is, Tracy, that you were delivered from unforgiveness. Mm, and he said, yes. this is the best marriage ceremony I've ever done. And he signed our, our oh. new wedding um, license and it was a special night. So I have a picture of us just kind of on on our knees, bowing down, crying together. And that marriage, that remarriage has lasted over 22 years. Oh, fantastic. So That is so remarkable. Mm-hmm. Tracy, you are such an inspiration. Oh. Uh, Tracy Lynn Russell is my guest today here on The Bottom Line. I'm Roger Marsh. Go to her website, tracylynnrussell.com. It's Tracy with an E and Lynn without. Um, that You'll find such encouragement there. Uh, the book that you're working on, The Art of My Story, it's your story, it's other stories. Talk about how you're putting this together. So what I've developed is really a way to help other women paint a picture of their faith in full color. And we use the analogy of art. And so it uses uh, the story of Michelangelo and how he was called to paint the Sistine Chapel. And he told the Pope, nope, I'm a sculptor, not a painter. But he went ahead and the Pope said, no, you're going to do it, but I'm going to give you the best scaffolding in the nation. And so I use the analogy of a ladder that takes us from our fear of failure which is often a pow in life to a wow. Um, mm-hmm. As we know, he moved from um, not being able to paint it all to creating the most powerful image of God. And I believe that every woman has an incredible, powerful image of God in the story of their life. And mm-hmm. we just need to be willing to climb up that ladder and show it to other people and then move people forward into action. What, what, so inspiring. And I'm sure the women that you speak for, that you consult with and everything are really benefiting from this. How, how, how did that part of your ministry get started? Um, I just finished my first workshop. And so I've been hired by emerging leaders that have a vision that they want to share and they want to use their story to um, motivate and activate other people to get behind the vision that God's called them to. So I work with women mm-hmm. and we help share their story because our story is where people connect um, to the inspiration, but the transformation comes from God and what he's done in our lives and the biblical application. And if anybody asks, how do you know this works? You can tell them your story about being in love with Mark and not being in love with Mark and now being married to Mark again. I can. And what I wanted to leave the listeners with is uh, how I mentioned the black mark on the white dress. Yeah. And what I've realized is God can draw around the black marks of our of our um, life to make one of the most beautiful images that we can ever dream or imagine. And I think of the story of a woman who had a famous handkerchief and it got a stain on it, but she gave it to an artist and he drew around it. And uh, when she passed away, that was the most valuable piece in her whole entire collection because that man was a famous artist. And so Mm. it was the most valuable thing. So often as women, we think that the black marks, they're actually beauty marks, that God has a work of art in each one of us. 
that he can draw around those. I love it. We're, we're learning how to accentuate those beauty marks that Correct. are there, you know, for, for better or for worse, or in this case, for better or for best. Tracy mm. Lynn Russell, TracyLynnRussell.com is the website. Tracy, thanks for being with me today. Thank you so line. much, Roger. Hey, thank you so much for listening to my story on today's edition of the podcast. If you want to follow me on social media, I am on Instagram and Facebook. Just search for Tracy Lynn Russell in your internet browser. I would love to hear from you. So drop me a note on my website, tracylynnrussell.com. Just go to the contact page and leave me a message there. Also, I wanted to let you know that I have some short feature podcasts that I hope will bless and encourage you throughout your day. These heart of the story moments can be found on your favorite podcasting platform. Until next time, this is Tracy Lynn Russell with the heart of the story. Would you like a way to find your story every day? Go to tracylynnrussell.com and register for the free download on her website.